As we enter into this holiest week of the year, the church offers for our meditation the figure of Judas on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of Holy Week. We spoke about Judas yesterday. He'll be back tomorrow front and center in the gospel. And the church does this intentionally, not just because it fits chronologically with the greater story at work and the events of Holy Week. That's because Judas is meant to serve as a profound warning to us, a warning we would be wise to heed. One of you will betray me, Jesus says in our gospel today. The one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered and Satan entered him. And Jesus said, What you're about to what you're going to do, do quickly. So Judas took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. Our gospel today begins with verse 21 of the 13th chapter in St. John's Gospel. And that's significant because the verses before that, the first 15 or so verses in in chapter 13, uh, are the account of Christ washing the feet of the apostles. That meant Jesus washed Judas' feet. The Lord was there in front of Judas on his knees. God made man humbly serving his creature, washing his feet. And Judas remained unmoved, unaffected. Judas is really a tragic figure. You know, recently, Cardinal Robert Seurat released a book called The Day is Far Spent, where he began by meditating on the mystery of Judas. He wrote, Jesus had called him, like all the other apostles. Jesus loved him. He had sent him to proclaim the good news, but little by little, doubt had taken hold of Judas's heart. Imperceptibly, he started to judge the teaching of Jesus. He told himself, this Jesus is too demanding, not very effective. Judas wanted to make the kingdom of God come to earth right away by human means and according to his personal plans. However, he had heard Jesus tell him, your thoughts are not my thoughts, your ways are not my ways. Despite everything, Judas distanced himself. He no longer listened to Christ. He no longer accompanied him during those long nights of silence and prayer. Judas took refuge in worldly affairs. He busied himself with the pur- he busied himself with the purse, money, and commerce. The liar continued to follow Christ, but he no longer believed. He murmured. On Holy Thursday, the Master washed his feet. His heart must have been quite hardened, for he was not moved. Jesus looked at him one last time, his eyes full of kindness and mercy. But the devil had already entered into Judas's heart. He did not lower his eyes. Interiorly, he must have pronounced the ancient words of rebellion, non sarvium, I will not serve, and he betrayed him. Judas is, for all eternity, the traitor's name, and his shadow hangs over us today. Yes, like him, we have betrayed. We have abandoned prayer. Someone who no longer prays has already betrayed. Already he is willing to make all sorts of compromises with the world. He is walking on the path of Judas. End quote. It's an interesting uh, interpretation from Cardinal Seurat, or, or maybe application is the better word, of Judas to our own day. 
someone who no longer prays has already betrayed. That's because the fire of divine love in our heart goes cold when we stop praying, when we give up on praying. Look, prayer is hard. Prayer is a battle. The idea of prayer, of committing daily to mental prayer, to daily reflecting on the word of God, speaking and listening to God in our hearts and minds, that's a relatively simple concept. Yet even though it is a simple concept, it is incredibly hard to do well. You know, it's incredibly hard to do well in any age, but especially in our own. We live in an age that emphasizes doing over being, activity over contemplation. And now our frantic activity has been taken away from us for a time. Now the circumstances have shifted. And one would think, wow, now we have time to be able to pray as we ought. But how distracted are we? How distracted we are by our devices and our little blue screens we seem so obsessed with. This week, to begin this week well, we must heed the warning that is Judas. We must commit to the daily battle of prayer. We can't let our distractions elbow God out of our daily life. For if we persevere in prayer, then God will bring to completion the good work he has begun in us. He will make us the saints he created us to be.